Welcome to this episode of Voices of Rockland. I'm your host today, uh, David Brain, and I have the pleasure of introducing Joanne Lawson and Diane Bell. Thank you, ladies, for, for joining us here today. It's my pleasure to meet you. Um, I'd like to give you a moment to introduce yourselves. Um, tell us a little, bu- a little bit about you and uh, a little bit about your story, please. All right. Want me to start? Yeah, would you? Okay. Uh, I'm Joanne, and I am the first grandchild of Matt and Eva Rucola, and I was born in Rockland. I was born on Rockland in... Um, Ro- <laughs> you better start me over again. <laughs> I was born on Rucola Road uh, in a little house next to my grandparents' home. And I was born in 1932, so I'm going to be 90. <laughs> and uh, right next door to the home was the quarry that my grandfather worked with his six sons. And incidentally, right around the corner, my father obtained some of the land from my grandfather and built a home there. And that was in 1933. And then in 1946, he added on to the home, and he faced it with granite. And I remember that because my uncle was the one that faced the house with granite, and when we came home from school, my brother and I had to scrub the joints. (laughs) So anyway, uh, then about seven years ago, I had been living different places, and the last place before here was Wyoming, and I lived there for about seven years, so I was ready to come home. And so I came back and I purchased the house. The same home? The same home where I grew up. So now I'm back in the home that, where I grew up. And as I, I understand, that story. <laughs> it's just ripped down the road. Yes, it's uh, on Evelyn Avenue. Um, Rucola Road used to hit Elman right. Avenue. It's right there. It's still there. So um, that's quite a long history here of mm-hmm. uh, seeing the changes with the, the, the quarry over the years and uh, and the, the, the town altogether from about the 1930s to... Absolutely. Well, Rockland started like above, you know, where uh, Rucola Road is. That's where just about the beginning of the whole town started. Mm-hmm. And it ended about at the, oh, Midas, around in that area. It was a little further because there was a skating rink there also. Mm. And But if you think about it, it hasn't changed that much. I mean, the shed was there, the quarry shed, and then on the left was Scribner's service station and the big house that they lived in. There was a store there, a post office, but not any big you know, buildings. And on the right side, all those homes are still there that were there then when we were children. Wow. Yeah. And uh, the school was there. Um, we had, let's see, between Rockland Road and the next block was a bar, and it was called the Robin. And before that was the post office. But on the next block was the school. And there were two buildings, and the first building, we had grades one through four, and Diane and I both went to that school, and then they had a 
a new building, and it went through the eighth grade. So the school was first through eighth grade. And, of course, they demolished that. And um, But on the other side of that, I mean, there was the white front up on the end, which is now uh, Lori's little shack. I mean, there there really isn't that much change to me. Wow. Yeah. The, the, it seems like the heart of, of Rockland has mm-hmm. remained the heart of Rockland. Yeah, and then on the other side of town, it went as far as 5th Street, and um, beyond that was... Uh, Whitney Ranch, and that was it. Mm-hmm. And we used to ride our horses. Yeah, we out used there. to ride our horses just in empty hills. Mm-hmm. Yeah, interesting. So, Tell me a little bit about you and your story. Well, I've lived in Rockland my whole life, other than when I was away in college, and of course my dad and mom lived here. My grandfather, grandmother, and. Um, I love living in Rockland. And she talked about she lives just down the hill. We kind of have a little village here. There's next door, my cousin owns a house. We own this house. The next house is my cousin Paul's. The next house is Roy's daughter, Bonnie, her sister. Roy San lives in the next house. Joanne lives down the hill. I knew a lady from Fiji, and she took care of my mom for a while, and she says, oh, you have a village just like we have in Fiji. (laughs) (laughs) So we have a very close family, and I'm really proud of them. Mm -hmm. Um, There was, in my dad's generation, both my grandparents came from Finland. My grandfather in 19... 89, when he was 19, and my grandmother came all by herself from Finland when she was 20. They had 11 children and raised another child, so it was a big family. We have a lot of cousins, mm-hmm. and they were all been very, um, they all had the opportunity to go to college and business school. And they've all contributed a lot to the community. A couple of my uncles were mayors. My uncle, my dad and my uncle Ruben founded the Rockland Sunset Bank besides working at the quarry. Um, See, my dad was a Roswell High School trustee. And at that time, there was no high school in Rockland. So we all went to Roseville High School. Mm. And, and so the, after eighth grade here in Rockland, then you went to... Yeah, yeah. take the bus. Okay. I, I was curious. This is something that I was thinking about um, earlier. I, I know the, the Finnish people have a really strong work ethic, and there's a, a family is really important um, in, in Finnish culture. Um, do, do you still feel connected to, uh, are you still connected to your Finnish roots? Oh, yes. I think so. Yeah. yeah. In what ways? Um, well, my grandfather, besides being a quarry owner, was a Lutheran minister. And, you know, they had a very high moral standard. And I think that kind of stays with you. 
and they have to work their rear ends off when they have that many children. So I think it became a part of my father's generation ethic. They were always very hard workers, very, you know, people that contributed and cared about the community. Mm -hmm. So I think you just naturally kind of inherit that. I'm so grateful to have that inherit those qualities, although I could never be as good as they were, but I tried. (laughs) And it's amazing. They didn't really have any arguments that I really knew of. I mean, the men that worked together at the quarry, they didn't have any arguments, I swear. They were always... You know, I I should point out that both of you are members of the Historical Society and, and, Mm -hmm. you know, so are very well versed in the in the history of Rockland. So you've you've not only seen firsthand, but uh, know the evolution of quarry work. That was some pretty hard labor back then. It's and, not um, like uh, you know a lot of the machines that are that modern quarry workers use. What can you what can you tell us about that? We didn't realize it at the time. Yeah. I mean, we were just there and just watched it. We didn't think, gee, but now, you know, when you're older, you think that was really something important. I think about how you said your your family um, clad the house in granite. I mean, it's not yeah. like they went to, not like they could go to a, a home supply store and buy some nice cut granite already. No, they, they had to cut it and bring it over. And, yeah. Right, yeah. Wow. It's amazing. Well, we used to be up there in the shed a lot. Mm-hmm. Everybody in the family at different times probably worked there. Yeah, um, most of the sons, uh, my brother and my uh, my cousin David, my her brother. brother, that's where they did summer vacations. And after school, they'd work at the quarry. Mm-hmm. Um, and even the next generation worked yeah. there. I trimmed around sons. the tombstones once. That was my job. I think I made 25 cents an hour. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and my mother worked in the office for quite a few years, but it was a hot, dangerous job. Sure. And they, and they used to have these rickety ladders that went up the sides of the quarries, and that's how they'd climb in and out hmm. and blasting. They used to toot a horn when they'd blast, and everybody in town would have to duck their heads. <laughs> and a few times the rocks went clear into the town. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I was lucky that no one got hurt, actually. Sure. With OSHA, they couldn't, you can't even work a granite quarry like that anymore. Right, yeah. right. Um, when you see the the changes that have taken place in Rockland, you know, you, you talked about how, um, you know, the, the town got along, people got along. You, you spoke about uh, you have a village here, and it really t- would take a village to work on those quarries. Um, what do you see some of the? What do you see some of the, the ways where Rockland today, kind of follows that that same path? For one thing, the grocery stores. We had a couple. Really? Okay, the one across the tracks was called Bottomley's Grocery Store, and everyone went there, and you you never paid cash. You just charged. That was a way of life. Mm-hmm. And then you paid them once a month. And when I think about it, you know, Highway 40 went right through Rockland. That mm-hmm. was the only way to Tahoe. And um, we had a policeman here that really watched the traffic go by. <laughs> I mean, they had a speed limit probably of 25 or whatever it was. 
And Rockland made a lot of money off of that <laughs> at that time because, I mean, people would just speed through and they'd get a ticket for sure. And we, when we grew up, you knew the police, there's probably two policemen, firemen, dog catcher, they were the same person. Uh -huh. um, you knew all your classmates, um, all your teachers. It was a small town. And I think that Rockland still has a good sense of community. Mm -hmm. um, I like it here. <laughs> and I appreciate it. The older I get, the more I appreciate it. Because right. it's not like anywhere USA. It's just unique. Mm -hmm. You know, it's the only town. I had, it had 63 quarries at one time. Um, a lot of history that people like you and History Museum, they try to keep it. Keep it alive. Yeah. Keep it alive. yeah. I wanted to ask you about uh, life here before the interstate went in. Um, what was that like having, uh, you know, being along the road to Tahoe and as California, as Rockland, as the whole area grew? What, what, what are some of the changes that you saw and, and uh, how did those affect you? Well, when I was young, a lot of guys hitchhiked all over the place, and you never see that anymore, of course, that's one thing. And during the war, the servicemen were all over the place, and if you saw a serviceman, you picked him up because, you know, he was going to be safe, but it, it's just different. Okay. Uh, the house that I grew up on was a couple blocks from Taylor Road. And my parents, when they built a new house, they built it out of town, kind of towards where 80 is. And there was just pastures and things there. Um, but lo and behold, it's not that way anymore. It quickly became not out of town. So, it wasn't a huge change for us. The locations just changed. Mm -hmm. I mean, I it used took to a lot longer to get places in those days. Oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. To get to Tahoe, I bet it took us three or four hours. I mean, it was too late all the way. Mm -hmm. And if you got behind a truck or something, you couldn't pass. You know, people were so slow going up. Was that something that was that was uh, was that a draw for you or your families at the time to go to Tahoe? Oh yes, and, yeah. We went skiing in the summertime. Mm -hmm. I mean, in the, in the winter, winter time, <laughs> we used to all go skiing. Oh, and we swam in the quarries in huh? the summertime. Okay. Yeah, a lot of people. It was a big. I mean, kids from Rosa would come to swim in Rockland, right up the street, a block from here. It was a big swimming hole, hole there. Um, the water was lower. Now it's right in Quarry Park. And kids used to come, and there was rocks that tumbled down in the quarry. And I remember it was so scary because some of the kids, including my brother Peter, they would find ways to swim in the crevices of the rocks. 
And I always thought, oh my God, they're going to get caught, you know, and drown. But they didn't. You know, a few people have drowned in the quarries, but but it was a great place to swim. I'm, And gosh, there, there was a big rock, rope swing. People would swing off the rope and fall in the quarry. And I remember a little fish would nibble on your toes. They would bite your toenail. <laughs> that sounds fun. Yeah. Uh, we had a little right in our backyard uh -huh. practically and that's where our swimming hole was. Uh, like a, well, which, yeah, it was my grandfather's. Yeah, we swam there all the time, uh -huh. every day. All right. we could. What other things did you do for entertainment? As, uh, as, as when we people? were kids? Yeah. Well, they had the usual. We played baseball and basketball, but then we played out in the fields because there were no parks. Mm. And um, the kind of games we played were like well, the girls played jacks, dodgeball, and that kind of thing. I don't think it's changed probably very much. The boys. When we used to all go skating at the skating rink. Right. Skating. When did the skating rink go away? It's... The building's still there, actually, yeah. Yeah. right up the road, but um, no skating rink anymore there. And then when we, when we got a little bit older, we would take the bus to Roseville to go to movies and uh -huh. that kind of thing. We went to dances at the Dinn Hall. That was one of the big things. There were a lot of things going on there. And uh, when I was really young, they had a Finnish shoddish, they called it a dance, and everyone went there and danced to this uh, Finnish guy that played the accordion. And so those old dances went on for quite a while. So that was, uh, we Matt talked about this a little earlier about the, the deep Finnish roots and the community that mm -hmm. that was built here where uh, a lot of the cultural tradition cultural traditions mm -hmm. um, like the the uh, the public celebrations and dances and like that were, yeah. were brought here too. Is that, was that weird? That's what uh, the quarries brought the Finnish people here. There was one Finnish man called Mantala and he came here. And he recruited all the people from Finland to come here, and they owned the quarries, or they worked in them. At one and time, about they, yeah, go ahead. half the population yeah, of Finnish was Finnish. Mm. But they weren't the first ones here. The Irish came first. And then the Spanish came, too, later on. We had a big Spanish group here that lived kind of on the other side of town, and we kind of lived on this side of town, but everyone got along so well. And the Japanese. And the and Japanese came. Mm -hmm. The Japanese didn't go to our school, at least when I was there, because they all went to Loomis because all their orchards were out that way. But they've always been really nice people, too. Mm -hmm. I know that... Um in the cemetery where scouts place flags on the, mm -hmm. on the headstones every year. There's a lot of, see a lot of Finnish and Japanese uh, yes. markers that, mm -hmm. that kind of tell the history of, of Rockland. Right. Um, if you, there was one thing that you wanted people to know about Rockland, what would that be? What would you, what would you, what would your chamber of commerce oh. message <laughs> Well, I think they're the most friendly people around, I mean, and and it's just a pleasant place to live. A good sense of community. Good place to raise your family. Are your families, your, your children, your grandchildren, are they still here? Or? 
I have a son that actually is coming down next week, lives in Portland, and I have a son that lives in the Bay Area. Okay. But we see them often. Right. They're not too far away. Great. And I have a daughter in Rancho Marietta, but they brought their big motorhome up so they can help us work in the yard and everything. And, uh, and then I have a son in San Francisco. In the city? Yeah. That's a big change from out here to San yeah. Francisco. Oh, yeah. 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 <laughs> I'm very familiar with that. Um, what do you think makes Rockland unique? What, if you were to put your finger on one thing that you would think that this is the thing that Rockland's famous for? Yeah. Or? Besides rocks. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> but maybe it is. Maybe it is the ground. Um, I think that's what makes it unique, <laughs> by golly. Yeah, yeah. What makes you say that? <laughs> well, well, Rockland and rocks and, <laughs> and the history and history of the quarries. Yeah. And it's, uh, it's kind of not too far from the mountains, not too far from the cities. And it's a pretty good place to live. It's ideally located, really. Yeah, two hours from each, isn't it? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, what's your favorite hidden gem? What's what's the what's that? It's probably not there place? anymore. <laughs> well, look, let me ask the question this way then: uh, What was it? What was your favorite place to go back in the day, as it were? And what's that place now that um, maybe it it may not be something from your childhood, but something that you that's been a, a go to for you for you both for a long time here in Rockland. I would okay. say it was when I was young, and as I, as I've grown up, the quarry area has always been very special to me. I mean, now it's adventure parks, zip lines, concerts, um, and when I was young, oh, we used to just love to play in that whole area, just so it's still special, and it was special. I was thinking of, of a restaurant. Okay. <laughs> I was thinking of the, it used to be the Broken Tea. Right now, it's the Granite Cafe. Uh huh. And before that, though, at the Broken Tea, but of course, that's when I was grown up. And before that, it was a bar, so we didn't go there very much to that. <laughs> <laughs> but then it was a restaurant, and a lot of people gathered there. I think that's what the thing was. Yeah. And also, I belonged to the Sunset Whitney Golf Course. And that was, I belonged there for a long time, and that was really a gathering place for mm -hmm. friends, and it was a nice place. Right, that's wonderful. Um, and the last thing that I wanted to ask you was, and I probably could guess what the answer would be, and that's if you were to describe Rockland in just one word. You already asked that question. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I thought. I would say friendly. friendly. <laughs> I'd say <clears throat> place with a lot of opportunities. Lot of One word. <laughs> okay. Whoops. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty much. <awesome. laughs> Well, I want to thank you so much for your time today. This has been a, a delightful conversation. I thank you for your patience. Thank you for taking the time to, to answer my questions and, and indulge us all in, in your wonderful story. It's, uh, 
Like, I think that it's people like you who do make this such a wonderful place. Because um, it's not just a place that you live, it's a community that you obviously care deeply about and, and feel connected to, and which makes people like us who are much nearer to the community feel even more connected with the community. So I want to thank you for that. Um, and thank you for joining us for this edition for Voices of Rock. Thank you.